ان سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله الذي هدانا بكتاب منير ودعانا الى الله بالانذار والتبشير صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه ما دامت الكواكب تسير اما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وابتغ فيما اتاك الله الدار الاخره ولا تنس نصيبك من الدنيا واحسن كما احسن الله اليك ولا تبغ الفساد في الارض ان الله لا يحب المفسدين صدق الله العظيم honorable scholars respected brothers friends and elders we often make the remark and the statement that the bounties of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are innumerable uncountable and infinite wa in ta'uddu ni'matallahi la tuhsuha and if you were to count and enumerate the bounties of allah la tuhsuha you simply cannot count it and enumerate it under this ayah in bayan al-quran with reference to the quotation of abdullah ibn mas'ud radiyallahu anhu it is mentioned that he used to say the bounties of allah are upon every person to such an extent listen carefully even the dwellers of hell enjoy a certain bounty of allah you can read it yourself open by the quran open this ayah and see the quotation of abdullah ibn mas'ud and it reference there to bayhaqi ghalib qultu hatta ala ahli an-nar inna lillahi ala ahli an-nar minna falaw sha'a la'adhabahum bi ashadd min an-nar inna lillahi ta'ala ala ahli an-nar minna there is a favor of allah upon the occupants of hell and that is if allah so wanted he could subject them to a retribution more intense than fire when i read that it gave me shivers in my back if that's the message being directed to the occupants of hell which is the height of pain of agony of distress the occupants of hell will be in so much fear allah save us that after exhausting all forms of intervention they will resort to the option of trying to be silent okay let's just keep quiet and be silent because if you are a good inmate then maybe the warden will reduce your punishment and be kind to you So let's not scream let's not yell let's not moan let's not groan which is not an easy thing in hell so let's see if just patience and perseverance might positively result in the reduction of our penalty and after a period of time they will realize that their silence is not yielding any benefit qalu sawaa'un 'alaina qalu sawaa'un 'alaina أَجَزِعْنَا أَمْ صَبَرْنَا مَا لَنَا مِنْ مَحِيصٍ Then they're going to say, we rather cry. Because sawa'un, it makes no difference. عَلَيْنَا أَبْقَوْنَا أَجَزِعْنَا 
whether we moan am sabarna or we persevere ma lana min mahiz there's no escape from us fast they will ask malik who's in charge okay if we cannot enjoy deliverance from hell can you strike a deal with allah to negotiate just one day's grace then we'll go back in hell ourselves a person who is in a hospital for a long period of time may allah grant afiyat to everyone you know what no problem can i just go home for the weekend and i'll come back and in many places they refer to discharge from a clinic as release which has the subtle indications of incarceration if you know what i'm saying it says release from jail is released from clinic so the connotations of relief yukhaffif anna yawman min al-adab ask your allah can we get just one day off just just one day we come out of hell just take a breather just take a breather just want to just want to ventilate just need to relax ourselves and then we we'll go back into hell Allah. So you're talking of the punishment of hell, which is indescribable, unimaginable, inconceivable, which is excruciating on every front. Inna lillahi ala ahli nari minna. Abdul Abdul Masood says Allah has a certain favor and and kindness on the occupants of hell. Falo shaa la adabhum bi ashadab min al-nar. If Allah wanted, He could punish them with something more severe than fire. that makes you and i understand whatever our challenges are it's the favor of allah upon us that is not worse than what it is i'm not trivializing your challenge you know your pain i know my pain you know your agony in gujarati they say jinu godru jaine tarwa ja the one who loses his duvet is cold you know it a person lost his spouse you can comfort him the whole day you can comfort her the whole day but when she enters her bedroom and closes that door the loneliness that haunts that person only he knows and allah knows all day you can give comfort to that person when he gets into the bedroom and shuts that door and bolts that door the clock doesn't tick the night doesn't pass that's loneliness on the of allah you looking so sad i lost my khadija i lost my khadija Allah's Nabi had the greatest rapport and connection with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. But there is that partnership, there is that union, there is that relation. I often say, when we speak of the kudrat of Allah and about the greatness of Allah, and we want to convince and impress an atheist and an agnostic and a non-Muslim about Allah, we talk of astronomy, we talk of galaxies, we talk of Milky Ways, and rightfully so, nobody talks about marriage. But Allah says, if you want to tell people that I exist, tell them that I have created something like marriage. Why? Because we have destroyed the institution. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَدَّلَّ عَلَى قُدْرَتِهِ Allah says, if you want to know I exist, there are a lot of things that tell you I exist, and one thing that tells you I exist is marriage. 
أن خلقكم من تراب ثم إذا أنتم بشر تنتشرون ومن آياته أن خلق لكم من أنفسكم أزواجا He's created for your spouses فيه دلالة على كون الميلان إلى الأزواج من منه تعالى لذكره في محل الامتنان ودل أيضا على عدم التنافي بينه وبين الكمال كما يزعمه بعض المتقشفين The ayah is suggestive of the fact that the intrinsic inclination of male to female and female to male doesn't go against the station of nobility because Allah magnifies it in the context of a favor Allah says, I've been so kind to you, I've created in you this desire I've been so kind, I've created, so that's a favor of Allah دلالة على كون الميلان إلى الأزواج من من So whatever test of Allah is upon me, it's Allah's favor. If a believer looks with the eye, it could be worse. Our problems are over. When you change the way we look at things, the things you look at also change. Allah told Musa alayhi salam's mother, when you put the baby, put the baby in the basket and put the basket in the river night. وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَىٰ أُمِّ مُوسَىٰ أَنْ أَرْضِعِ And we inspired the mom of Musa to nurse Musa, to suckle him. فَإِذَا خِفْتِ عَلَيْ When you fear the intelligence of Pharaoh, فَأَلْقِيهِ فِي الْيَمِ Then drop him in the river night. وَلَا تَخَافِ غَرْقَهُ وَلَا تَحْزَنِ فِرَاقَهُ And don't fear he will drown and don't grieve his separation. We will return you. The ulama raise a question here. The verse of the Quran is La nafsan illa wus'aha. Allah won't ask you above your scope. Whatever is within your reason, Allah will task you. Allah will not challenge you, Allah will not task you beyond your capacity. A person asked Hakimul Ummah rahimahullah that I cannot get up for fajr. He said, no, you can. He said, no, I cannot. He said, no, you can. He said, I'm telling you, I cannot. So he said, when I'm telling you, you can. He said, why? He said, because Allah made it first. If Allah made it first, that means you have the ability. If Allah made it first, that means you have the ability. Laziness is not an excuse. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَلُومُ الْعِزِ In action, where you don't have any drive, you don't want to do. So Allah has declared in the Quran, He will not task you beyond your ability, beyond your muscle. Fear and greed is outside our control. I don't fear by choice. I don't grieve by choice. How do you reconcile the declaration of the Quran 
that it will not task you beyond your capacity and yet Allah impresses upon the mother of Musa not to fear when no woman fears by choice or no human fears by choice don't grieve no human grieves by choice and Allah is saying don't fear don't grieve and Allah says he won't tell you something you cannot do I, I hope everybody understood my question so the question is Allah it's clear it's not nafis nahi la taqafi don't fear wala tahzani don't grieve that's a prohibition and then Allah said la yukallifullahu nafsan I will not ask you to do something you cannot and the ulama give a beautiful explanation that khawf and huzn is ghair ikhtiyari hudutan but it is ikhtiyari baqa'an It is غير اختياري حدوثاً When fear sets in, it's out of your control. When grief sets in, it's out of your control. But to sustain it or suppress it is within your control. So when Allah said don't fear, the prohibition was not to allow the fear not to occur. Don't entertain it. Don't let it consume you. Don't let it overeat you. Don't let it take control over you. That was the prohibition. And if you bring that onto your life, where you don't allow your fear, your anxiety to consume you, life will be different. Life will be different. We're living in a world of taking out policies for unborn children. سَهِرَتْ عُيُونٌ وَنَامَتْ أَعْيُنٌ فِي أُمُورٍ تَكُونُ أَوْ لَا تَكُونُ سَهِرَتْ عُيُونٌ وَنَامَتْ أَعْيُنٌ فِي أُمُورٍ تَكُونُ أَوْ لَا تَكُونُ Some can sleep and others cannot wake up because of depression. Some because of depression they sleep, others because of depression they can't get up. Some because become insomniac and others cannot sleep. فِي أُمُورٍ تَكُونُ أَوْ لَا تَكُونُ کہتے ہیں جب ہم بچے تھے تو بھول جاتے تھے تو لوگ کہتے تھے یاد رکھنا سیکھو اب برے ہو گئے اب ہر چیز یاد رہتی ہے اب لوگ کہتے ہیں بھولنا سیکھو جب ہم بچے تھے تو بھول جاتے تھے تو لوگ کہتے تھے یاد کرنا سیکھو بھائی کرو نام یاد رکھ فون نمبر یاد رکھے کوئی تو کوائی دیو ارشی دیو تو بچی ہو جب ہم بچے تھے تو بھول جاتے تھے تو لوگ ہمیں کہتے تھے یاد رکھنا سیکھو اب بڑے ہو گئے اب ہر چیز یاد رہتی اب لوگ کہتے کچھ بھولنا بھی سیکھو نہ کوئی ڈرو نہیں بھولوا کوئی ڈرو نہیں اللہ نہ گرو نہیں بھولوا آور لائف ول بیکم ایزی بیکاز دین وی وونٹ الاؤ ٹو ایٹ اپ This is destroying us. Years ago, I had given a talk on how life is challenging by its very nature and how we have inflicted misery upon ourselves. So there are those challenges of life that are inevitable. That's it. Wish fi dunya musiran in shi'ita aw mu'asiran la budda fi dunya min al-ghammi dunya kabil ahzani maqruna la taqta'u dunya bila ghammi You love wealthy or you love poor? It's, it, this is it. 
يا ايها الانسان انك كادح الى ربك كدحا فملاقيه Omen, you're going to toil, you're going to tire, you're going to walk. You're going to... In fact, it is mentioned in the tafsir, mentioned in the Marib al-Quran, that when Sayyidina Musa, when Sayyidina Adam alayhi salatu was sent on earth, look at the beauty of the Quran. So Allah Ta'ala told Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam, don't let the devil drive you out of Jannah. Don't let the devil drive you out of Jannah. Uh, because if he drives you out of Jannah, inna hadha aduhun laka walizawjik, this is your enemy and he's an enemy to your spouse. Let him not expel you from paradise. Look at the choice of, look at the words of the Quran. If he expels you people from paradise, Adam, you will have difficulty, not your wife. Allah didn't say, Allah said, Shaka will fall on you. My Muslim sister, don't become a victim of the claim or the notion that Islam has denied you your rights. Allah is saying that if you will be taken out of paradise, only your hubby and your spouse Adam will have difficulty. As a Muslim woman, in an ideal Muslim home, you will enjoy heavenly perks on earth. Allah didn't read the tafsir. Fatashqa. Allah didn't say dual fatashqiya. Four ni'mats in Jannah. Inna laka amongst everything. Inna laka alla taju'a fiha wa la ta'ra. Masih al-Hakim al-Umma translates it. Inna laka alla taju'a. आपको भूख नहीं लगेगी यानी भूख की तकलीफ आपको नहीं सताएगी भूख तो लगेगी तभी तो खाने में मजा है यू वोंट फील हंगरी मीनिंग यू विल नॉट बी सब्जेक्टेड टू द एगनी ऑफ हंगर इसलिए अल्लाह समटाइम्स इट्स गुड टू बिकम स्लाइटली हंगरी टू द स्पिंक ऑफ पीपल हु आर हंगरी अल्लाह जिस एंड बिकम लिटिल हंगरी समटाइम्स आई वाज इन मलेशिया एट अ कॉन्फ्रेंस and then I wrapped up and then they said, uh, shall we going to eat? All the scholars will join us? I said, no. And then I retired to bed. One o'clock, I got up, time zone, jet lag, and I realized there's that hunger pain. And I just returned prior to that with the trip of a dark. And I realized my witness, I tossed in my bed and I said, well, I just have to pick up the phone and call for room service. Bottle of margarita pizza or something, just, just to suppress that book. Just to suppress that hunger. But there are people around the globe for whom hunger is the norm. And there's no option to suppress it in any way. During the seven years of prosperity, Sayyidina Yusuf had ordered only one meal would be cooked in the palace so that we can feel the pain and the hunger of the people. إِنَّ لَكَ أَلَّا تَجُوعَ فِيهَا وَلَا تَعْرَى وَأَنَّكَ لَنْ تَذْمَقْ Or, 
प्यास की तकलीफ आपको नहीं सताएगी यू वोट है डिफिकल्टी ऑफ दस जॉय ये भी नियामतों को गिनने का तरीका है वह तफसी में देखना and we'll have breakfast but sometimes the airports can be dry i was with my son in in uh, sao paulo and my family were going to uh flying to uh sorry nothing the caribbean so we stopped over there and uh we thought we'd get some fish you'll get some easy common thing with which you can get through nothing absolutely nothing and i remember in and it's scones now when you feeling for food scones allah forgive us you know it's it's allah forgive us of of, of our indulgence and our our fuss this is how a weak we are what was i say and i got to do मारिफुलरा and it was placed on a mountain mentioned in marif alquran and mufti shafiq said wallahu alam bi sihati but he quotes the incident sayyidna adam alayhi salatu wassalam went to take that food and it rolled down the mountain and adam alayhi salatu wassalam had to follow through to get hold of it and allah said oh adam this will be the story of you and your children rolling behind their sustenance this will be the story of you and your children rolling and running ya ayyuhal insan innaka kadihun ila rabbika kadhan famulati see we were talking about kenya nairobi so i said we got to the airport and we said we'll have breakfast there we got there there wasn't much options are you looking forward to eat the breakfast and it doesn't 
When we got there, on a moment will bear me out, we sat down to eat and there wasn't much options. Just then we seen a person, a woman, who had a particular disability. May Allah grant ease and afia to all. It was the first time I seen this year. So the put, I wouldn't know what's the medical diagnosis of or, or you know the wording. Her foot would, would not come out to the front, but her foot would go to the back. Yeah. So she would be walking forward, but her foot would be back. And I said, Ya Allah, you have fed us more than anything else. You have given us such a deep reflection. You have given us such a deep reflection. There's everything around us telling us a lot, provided the eyes are open. If the eyes are open, then that incident of this rebirth who wanted to accept Islam. Uh, and then he said, okay, I'm like convinced about Islam, but I just need a little bit more. So he closed the Quran and he added there and he says, like, Lord Almighty, whoever you are, please just infuse my spirit and let me know that you are the absolute being. And he's like waiting. Wahi doors are over, right? I'm going to get Wahi or Jibreel or something. And waiting, 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 waiting. And nothing happened. So he was a bit disappointed. And then he just opened the Quran. I heard about the story authentically. person in Australia. And then the verse he opened up to, وَكَأَيِّمْ مِنْ آيَةٍ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ يَمُرُّونَ عَلَيْهَا وَهُمْ عَنْهَا مُعْرِضُونَ Allah said, I show them so many signs every day that I exist, but they choose to ignore it. <laughs> we heard now in Karisab's recitation, يَسْأَلُهُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Everyone in the heavens and everyone on the earth asks Allah daily at every moment for their needs. Kulla yawmin. The Mufassirin say yawm is not in the muta'araf meaning here. Here is kulla sa'a. Kulla yawmin. Huwa fi sha'an. At every second and the split second of a second, Allah is executing something. يَسْأَلُهُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ You're in the sky, you're on the earth, you're in between. Everybody is only asking one Allah. So I was saying that uh, life is difficult, but we've made it more difficult. We've made it miserable. Why? Because we're hoarding, we're planning, we're dreaming, we're, we're holding so much grudges in our life. I don't want to talk to him. I've got rancor for him. I've got resentment for him. I've got jealousy for him. I'm planning for this one. I'm holding for that one. So we've deprived and denied ourselves. Life by its own choice, by design, is difficult. That's what I was saying. It is by design. This is how Allah has made it. It's a test. And the test is that it's difficult. Allah Mashabi Rahman Rahman is one Ibarat comes to mind now. So Allah Ta'ala told Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to face Qibla, to face Masjid Al-Aqsa, right, for 16 months. And of course, Nabi Alayhi Salatu heart was yearning towards the Kaaba, 
قبله ابراهيم اول قبله so and then nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam would look through the skies in the anticipation of jibril that revelation would come qad nara taqallub wajhika fis sama falan walliyannaka qiblatan tardaha fawalli wajhaka shatra almasjid alharam so allah says we observing you glancing and now we have turned you and you can face towards the qibla and allah says wa innaha lakabira and surely it was difficult for you it was difficult and in tafsir al-uthman it is written there precisely because a test is something which is difficult a test is something which is difficult that is why it's called test two people sitting on the side of the road both had four loaves of bread and they sat down to eat and while they were about to eat the third person came so they said join us so he came and he joined and he ate فاكلوا الارغفه الثمانيه بالسويه so the three of them consumed eight loaves equally that they bar and that's the key word so we need to come back to it that's why I'm stressing on it اكلوا الارغفه الثمانيه بالسويه after they consumed eight loaves equally the third person as a gesture of appreciation he said yes eight dirhams khudaha iwadan amma akaltu min ta'amikuma yes this year i ate your first food and we should learn also that if somebody does favor we need to reciprocate some people can just take favors and not not pay back but that's that's not the etiquette of a believer sharbu alqura allati tabkhalu bil qira sharbu alqura allati tabkhalu bil qira the worst of towns are those that mise in hospitality and if somebody is kind to you then reciprocate nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to call if anybody did kindness to nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam did it back have that in you somebody's been kind to you don't forget it sayyidna luqman told his son oh my son forget the favor you did to people and don't ever forget the favors people did to you my mind is digressing i'll say that and come back to this point here because on the note it developed in the battle of badr sayyidna abbas radiyallahu anhuma was captured He was the uncle of Nabi Ali Salam, and he was tall, he was lanky, he was huge in size. So, Nabi Salam was concerned. It was his uncle. He said, "Inni lam anam al-layla min ajli ammi al-Abbas." Mujhe raat ko nee nee aayi mere chacha ki wajah se. My uncle has been captured. He was a non-Muslim. He was captured in Badr. So, I haven't slept. Look at, look at Sahaba. They understood. Said Nabi Muhammad said, "O Nabi of Allah, can I go speak to the Ansar? He was captured by the Ansar, like a captive, and I can go and negotiate the release." Nabi Sallam said, "Yes, yes, yes." So Said Nabi Muhammad, "Allah no came to the Ansar and he said, 'Atliku al Abbas, release Abbas, Rabbiyallahu.'" So the Ansar said, "No, who are you to tell us release?" Then Nabi Muhammad said, "Okay." 
There's this man, may Allah give him Jannah. He mentioned this to me and he cried. He said, my mom asked me for money. And I said, ma amreni, amre tarak taik che, pachi moriti deva. He said, awe dollar che pan mani male. Awe dollar che pan mani male. And sali dollar tate unkaru. Now I got the money. But there's no mom. There's a brother of mine, a friend of mine, very wealthy. He had invited me to his town many times for programs with my whole family. Allah's will, his old empire went down. Old empire. He was Allah blessed him with a lot of wealth and a very pious person. So one day he rang me up. He lost his farms, his businesses, everything. He said, I'm trying to register where it went wrong. I'm just trying at this portfolio, this investment, this outshore, this year, it just all went. And every time I think I come back to one thing, there were too many times when my mom called me, I delayed her reply. I mean, I'm busy now, it's end of the month. Not now, but you more I'm ready, but you more I'm ready, I'm ready. Allah is my witness, I've been hopping in my talks and I say it to you. Anybody I'm talking to, if my mom or my dad's call comes, I cut the call. Sorry, this is my Jannet talking, and that's my daughter, Jannet. You can wait, we can lose the deal, we can cancel the ticket here. Yeah? This is my Jannet talking here. Yeah? I can't make my mom, Chima, Chima. I'm not going to make my mother wait. I can talk to you back. And if you're offended, you can follow the deal. It's fine. Balagatin Nakhla fi ahdi Uthman. Muhammad ibn Sirin says that the value of dates had soared during the period of Uthman radiallahu anhu. So Usama bin Zaid radiallahu's mom asked him for some dates. So he just plucked the dates and gave it to his mother. The people told him, but you just wait, it was ripening. You know, you don't break the seal, you don't break the carpet, you sell the whole shopman, you open the wrapping, you lose the value. You just broke it. You waited a little longer, you would have got more value. He said, but when I gave my mother what she wanted, I got prime dua. I got prime dua. I don't need prime price. I need prime dua. Mufti Tati Osmani has made mention of this in one of his writings that I was going for Hajj. And then my father, Mufti Shafi Sabrahmatullahi, was unwell. So I came to make Musha. I said, it was Umrah or Hajj. I stand for correction, but I read it. I was excited. And I said, I want to go. They said, my father told me, better stay behind. I need your khidmat now. And he said, I cancelled everything. And this was my early stages, excited to travel. I dropped it. And he said, after that day to this day, Allah took me to Haramain every year. Mm -hmm. Allah. Oh. 
so sahaba nabi alayhi salam's name was enough nahana rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam an amrin kana lana nafi'a wa tawa'iyatullah wa rasulihi hiya anfa'u lana i marvel at these words the sahabi they were doing some farming nabi sallallahu said don't do it like this he doesn't say nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prohibited us from something that was harmful they were doing a particular strategy in their farming and they were making money he goes on to say that narration of sahih muslim nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam prohibited us from something beneficial but compliance to the dictates of nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam is more beneficial nahana rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam an amrin kana lana nafi'a kana lana nafi'a it's clear he didn't say kana lana barran kana lana nafi'a Well, we've seen the money, we've seen the benefit. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, stop it. وَتَوَاعِيَةُ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ هِيَ أَنْفَعُ لَنَا But obeying Allah in His Nabi is more beneficial. I keep on telling the youth, make mashwara with your father. In the end, even if your father's mashwara was wrong, is it not enough that obeying him pleased Allah? Of course in a calculated context there might be certain times where a father might be out and we're not saying at any level because only a nabi is masoom and a father is not masoom so I'm not saying it you know what is open ended and not qualified but certain things it's it's such a joy I all the time see it you know you confuse you pick up the phone you ask your parents and they say do it I need to say peace if I have to travel or I have to do this I know they told it to me now whatever is it I got no issues. I've got the backing that the seniors have advised me. How much peace? How much comfort in it? So Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu said, "If I tell you, Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, then take a bus." Then a bus radiallahu anhu was brought, and Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam he wasn't clad well. He didn't have good clothes. So he said, "Anybody will give me clothes, but not." Said now, bus was tall, and the other Sahaba were not so tall. It wasn't going to fit. So Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul, Rais al-Munafiqeen, he said, okay, I'll give my clothing. And he was told, وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَهُمْ تُعْجِبُكَ أَجَسَامُهُمْ Impressive, Azeem, the way he, impressive in his look. So he offered his clothes. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, because he was desperate for the moment, he took it. And he gave it to his uncle Abbas, Fast forward this whole story, our saint appreciates someone who did kindness. When Abdullah bin Ubaid bin Salul was in the throes of death, his son Abdullah came to Nabi alayhi salam and he said, my father is about to die, can you give me your blessed God? The whole writer of the Mubarak Quran. So Nabi sallallahu gave his Mubarak God, his Mubarak dress, his Mubarak garment. The ulama have written academically and raised the question, what was the wisdom of giving it to this munafiq who caused so much pain? Nabi Sassim gave it to the sahabi who was his son, but he was going to clear his father who was the munafiq. Why did Nabi Sassim give it? Knowing that it's not going to help him because this man doesn't have iman. And in Marif al-Quran it is written that Nabi Sassim wanted to offset the kindness and make mukafa'a that he gave his clothing to my uncle Abbas in Padr to be kind back to this act of kindness and giving him my clothing. How many of us have that 
acknowledgement and appreciation. Unfortunately, we don't. Anyway, I was saying that we have made our own lives miserable. That's what I'm saying. We have made our own lives miserable. You see how Sahaba lived and how they spent and how they donated and how free they were and how happy they were. It was completely different. Who's going to give Allah alone? Look at the questions of Sahaba. Why is Allah asking alone but he doesn't need it? In Nabi Sassam's words, yes, he's giving you another excuse to get you into Jannah easy. La ilaha illallah. He's giving you another, na'am, you need to you the khilakumul Jannah bihi. Naam, yuridu ayyudkhilakumul jannata bihi is giving you another excuse. So his wife was inside and the children were playing. So he came there and he said, I can't enter. He told his wife, come out. I've given it to Allah. And I haven't done Allah a favor. And I'm not going to turn back on my word. But I know my Allah will double it for me in Akhirah. You take the children and come out. So the children had dates in their sleeves and in the pockets. And the mother is dusting their pockets out of their own orchard and saying to the children, Abba gave it to Allah, we'll get it back in Jannah. <laughs> and Nabi salam is looking at this whole manzar and he said, Come min ibn radahin wa darin tayyakin this family, how much Jannah they going to get, only Allah knows. <laughs> how wide and how vast and how lavish and how spacious their abode will be in Jannah, only Allah knows. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu was outside and then uh, a beggar came. So he sent Hassan radiallahu anhu inside and he said, go ask your mother, Fatima radiallahu anhu, for the six dirhams. So if we have to send inside, ah, go ask your mother. Yeah, there's some dollars not there behind it. There's some euros to do that. Probably there's pounds behind it. You see some that one. Not that one. <laughs> That's how it is. It's always when you're searching, it's so nice to find some forex you forgot. But you really forgot it because we know it. So Hassan radiallahu went and then he came back and he said, my mother said, Fatima radiallahu the debt is for the little flower so that we can eat. La ilaha illallah. Abu Ubaidah ibn Jarrah said, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam sent us in a campaign. Zawadna jaradam min tamar. The campaign of Ambar, the narration of Sahih Muslim. Zawadna jaradam min tamarin. We took one bag of dates. We were 300 in number. Our provision was a packet of dates. فَكَانَ أَبُوْ عُبَيْدًا يُعْطِينَا تَمَرَةً تَمَرَةً نَمُسُّهَا كَمَا يَمُسُّ الصَّبِي ثُمَّ نَشْرَبُ الْمَاءَ فَتَكْتِينَا يَوْمَنَا إِلَى اللَّيْلِ 
Allah. Then Abu Ubaidah used to say, okay, right, come today, we out here. Here's your one date for today, but I'll see you tomorrow. Generation of Sufi Muslim. Then we used to drink water, and then that was our day. Until the dates were depleted. So then, what you say, وَكُنَّا نَضْرِبُ بِعِصِيِّنَ الْخَبَرِ ثُمَّ نَبُلُّهُ بِالْمَاءِ then we used to take the staff and strike the trees. Then the leaves used to fall. Then we used to dunk the leaves in water and then we used to eat it. And that's how we were moving. Somebody came to Abdullah ibn Umar and he said, this is jawarish. Jawarish is digestive herbs. Abdullah ibn Umar said, what is this? He says, no, when you overeat, he says, I've never had enough to eat. Where can I overeat? I've never had enough to eat. Where can I overeat? Every day when the sun used to set, Uwaisqarni rahimahullah used to give the last slice of bread he owned in charity. And anything other than what he was wearing, he used to give it in charity. Kana idha amsa tasaddaq. Then he used to say, Allahumma mammata ju'an fala tu'akhidni bihi. Allahumma mammata uryanan fala tu'akhidni bihi. Allah around the world, whoever is hungry, my heart goes out to them. But don't hold me responsible. I don't own anything more than what's inside my body or on my body. If I go in my closet, I'm responsible and I've deprived tens of hundreds of people from food. From shelter. We came back now from the camps. That tent doesn't satisfy the requirement of concealment, never mind comfort. Allah says there are two benefits of clothes. Well, an'ama khalaqaha lakum fiha diff'un. Well, an'ama khalaqaha. We've created the animals for you. Zallalnaha lahum. We've made them subservient. Minha rakubuhum. You hop on their back. Ya'akulun. You slaughter and you eat them. Manafi' wa masharif. Benefits in drinking. Both in different places in Surah Al-Nahal or Ni'am as the other name is. Dif'un, your clothing gives you warm. Taqikum Al-Harra, it's cotton. So it's resilient to the sun, so it's cooling. So it protects you against the heat or against the cold. By Allah, what they're wearing doesn't satisfy protection from heat nor from cold. So Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu said, now tell your mother that give me that six dirhams. So Hassan radiallahu anhu went back and gave A person was there, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu gave Soon after that a person came and he was selling a camel. I already concluded without this incident. So Ali radiallahu anhu asked him, are you selling the camel? He said, yes. How much? 120 dirhams. He said, okay, I'm buying it. Very good. He purchased it. And he told him, I'll pay you as soon as I have the money. The man agreed and he took it. After Ali radiallahu anhu purchased it, that man who sold it left. Not long after that, another person came. The rabbi says, I'm seeing the whole thing. You say, work smart, work from home. <laughs> What's this? Your laptop? No, my office. Oh, okay. 
What business? Not your business. Sony for Johnny. But you put two lines. A person came and he asked Ali Radiallahu, you're selling this camel? He said, yes. How much? He said, 180. He agreed. He bought it. Ali Radiallahu took the 180. Immediately he went and paid the person from whom he bought it earlier on the same day, gave him 120. And then uh, the Prophet of 60, he called Hassan Radiallahu, and he gave it to him and he said, give it to your mom, my wife Fatima and tell her that her father Muhammad sallallahu said you do one good deed it will be multiplied ten times so one day I was giving a talk and I mentioned this incident so one brother came to me and said you make it sound so nice but this don't happen and I can sit outside my door nothing happens <laughs> so I said you know why it doesn't happen he said tell me I said because me and you don't have the courage to part with 600 dirhams, he parted with the only six dirhams he had. Hmm. Do you have the I heard this from a great scholar. The day you're ready to part with the only thing you have, then you open up yourself to the treasures of Allah. But when you want Allah's treasures and you still see what I got, how much I got, it's not going to happen for that magic to fall in your lap. You've got to prepare yourself for that. Then you see it fall. Then you see the miracle happen. That's the first reason. The second reason why it doesn't happen is that after I purchase from someone a deal, 120 yeah, agreed. Then somebody comes and buy how much? 180. Okay. When I'm ready to sell something to someone and I tell him a price and he agrees, then I say, excuse me, sir, you know what? I, I just had a family meeting and, and, and my, my wife said, no, no, we, we had a better bird on this year. And, and actually, you know what? Uh, yeah. You made a deal, you struck a deal, the man is happy. Now in the is gone. Gone. And number three, when the man paid me, then I would go to my debtor or my creditor, rather, I'd go to my creditor who I'm owing money to and tell him, Hey, I'm going for Umrah, you need anything. With his money, I'm going for Umrah and asking him if he needs. I won't settle my debts. So that is why the whole exercise of Barakah is gone. So I was telling you this incident. Two people sat and they ate. And then the third person came and joined and when he was about to leave and then the mind digressed into so many thoughts. But I believe each one would be objective and meaningful, inshallah, as a reflection. So he gave eight dirhams. He gave eight dirhams and he says, So then took it. Now, first one had five loaves, one had three loaves. Together they were eating. Nobody had money. 
and they were happy. My five loaves, your three loaves, we eat together. The third person came to eat, and when he gave the money, our Niyat Bagri gave. So when he gave the eight dirhams, Fakala Sahibul Khamsa Ni Khamsa. The one who had five loaves, he said, logic, I had five loaves, I take five dirhams, you had three, you take three, it makes basic logic, simple sense. So the one who gave three, he said, no, we ate together, it must go half half. You take four dirhams, I take four. Now he said, no, me, I'll take you to, you know what, I'll take you to the barristers, I'll take you to the solicitors, I'll take you to legal, yeah, yeah, I'll skin you. You money more. <laughs> One dirham fighting, arguing, counter, back and forth, breaking a sweat, splitting hairs, arguing and going to hell and back. They go to say Nabi Radiallahu. And the case is presented, the two litigants. Ali Radiallahu looks at it. He said, uh, Your brother is making a proposal to you, take three. And he takes five. It's a good deal for you. It's a good deal for you. He says, no, no. Four, four. So Ali radiallahu said, okay, now that you're arguing that you want what you're entitled to, the truth be told, you are entitled to only one and he's entitled to seven. So he said, how is that? I'm trying to make my three into four. Tomato-tanti-e-karwa-ma-ang-go. <laughs> وَيُجِيبُنَا إِذَا سَأَلْنَاهُ وَكَانَ مَعَ تَقَرُّبِهِ مِنَّا وَقُرْبِهِ إِلَيْنَا لَا نُكَلِّمُهُ عِيبَةً لَهُ فَإِنْ تَبَسَّمْ فَعَمْ مِثْلِ الْلُؤْلُؤُ الْمَنْهُوكُ Allah He said, Tamko Taan jana hota na? Raha Taan? No, Taan فَأَكَلُوا الْأَرْغِفَةَ الثَّمَانِيَةَ بِالسَّوِيَّةَ That's the key word. Three of you consumed eight loaves equally. Yeah. Okay, so do the maths. Let's say we divide eight into half. So you've got 16 portions. Can you divide 16? It's a bit of a maths class here, right? Can you divide 16 into three equally? No, you cannot. So let's say we make each loaf into three portions. So eight times three, eight, 16, 24. You all ate it equally. Correct. Arghifatuka thalatha tusawi tis'ata atla. You had three loaves, right? Times it by three is nine. He had five loaves. Times it by three is fifteen. So eight, sixteen, twenty-four, everybody ate eight parts. The man who had five loaves, he ate eight from it. How much was left of it? Was seven. You had three loaves times it by three is nine. How much you ate from it? Eight. So what you didn't eat? One. So how much must you get? One. And he's 15. He ate eight out of it. Seven left. 
akalaha sahibud darahim you know what i'm saying yes oh yeah jee 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 8 loaves 10 by 3 8 16 24 each person consumed eight portions the man with five loaves his five times three is 50 he consumed eight out of it seven portions were not eaten from his Your three times three is nine. You ate eight out of it, so one portion here, seven there. The man gave eight dirhams, so take your one and take his seven. Take nine and take one and take one. That's it. That's it. One person came to say, "Na Ali Rabi Allahu," one woman. She said, "My brother passed away, and he left behind six hundred dirhams. My brother passed away. He left behind six hundred dirhams." ولم يقسم لي إلا درهم، and I only got one درهم from the six hundred. then I came out of my head. so Ali رضي الله عنه said, لا أنه ترك أمة وزوجة وبنتين وإثني عشر أخا وأنتي. <laughs> a woman came to Sayyidina Ali and she said to Sayyidina Ali radiyallahu my brother passed away he left behind 600 dirhams i only got 1 dirham out of it so ali radiyallahu said 600 and you only got 1 i think your brother was survived by his wife by his mother by two daughters 12 brothers and one sister so she said yeah Said no, then one is right. You can go. Then one is right. Six hundred. The mother is going to get one six. Wali abawaihi li kulli wahidin minhum asudus mimma tarak. So she will get hundred. The two daughters, two or more, will get two thirds. Fa in kunna nisaan fawqat nataini falahunna tuluta ma tarak. So two thirds she'll get four hundred. The two daughters. Then the wife will get eight. وَلَهُنَّ الرُّبُعُ مِمَّا تَرَكَ إِنْ كَانَ لَكُمْ وَلَدٌ فَلَهُنَّ الثُّمُنُ If you have children, then your wife will get one eight. So that's seventy-five. So four hundred went to the two daughters, one hundred to the mother, five hundred seventy-five to the spouse, leaving behind twenty-five, twelve brothers, one sister. Lead the kerimis to Abdul Untayyib. Two times twelve, twenty-four. Take your one and go. <laughs> Anyway, sir, what I'm saying, my brother, is we've made life miserable. We've made life miserable. Sahaba lived clean lives. They lived pure lives. They lived nice lives. They lived happy lives. Sayyidna Ali, Sayyidna Salman, um, Sayyidna Bilal radiyallahu anhu went to propose somewhere. He went to propose. Now, proposal is how much formalities? Uh, what must you wear? Still not the wedding. Still not this year. Going to propose. What must you wear? Said Nabilal goes to propose. Ana Bilalun wahada akhi abdani min alhabsha. Kunna zallin fahadan Allah, wa kunna abdain baatakan Allah. In tunkihuna falhamdulillah, wa in tamnauna falallahu akbar. Say, I came to propose for your daughter. My name is Bilal, and this is my brother. We were slaves. We from Africa. I'm Bilal. Nabi Sasan's Muslim. After a hundred or hundred. Bilal, I'm not a Muslim. India, ma. Azan de. The party, Chokro ne maklay. 
ગામના ભૈરાઓ હું કે બિહાઇન્ડ મી I want people to learn from me. Our whole gripe is directed to me. That's all I want. I often talk about Imam Ghazali. I was flying from Dubai to Toronto, sitting in this long flight hall, and on that in-flight Arabic channel, they had Imam Ghazali's book, Ayyuhal Walad, which is a common book. People have seen it, read it. and it was in an audio form and i'm sitting and i'm listening to it and i looked at the shutter and i'm seeing and i'm looking at the screen and we are 40000 feet above sea level and imam ghazali has passed away <coughs> give or take close to a thousand years and this was a booklet he wrote to one of his students in a private setting i said ghazali salute to your sincerity something you wrote to one person a thousand years later is literally been heard in the skies salute to your ikhlas where allah took your words waditu an al khalq today how much of our misery is because of fame and imam ghazali said that the ego craves for fame more than wealth li'anna man malaka al-jaha malaka al-mala wa man malaka al-mala lam yamlik al-jaha fi kulli surah the ego craves for fame more because the one who's got fame wealth is thrown in the presence of a celebrity you don't even charge him but the one who's got money doesn't necessarily have fame so he doesn't necessarily have the prominence so the ego craves and hankers and yearns for recognition more skilled us skilled us incapacitated us somebody said log meri qadar nahi karte kyunki bhai log to leilatul qadar ki bhi qadar nahi karte aap ki kya qadar karenge log to leilatul qadar ki qadar nahi karte we have made our own lives miserable we made it miserable sayyidna yusuf alayhi salam forgave his brothers right and forgiveness like unimaginable we can speak about the spiritual feet and strength of a nabi it's amazing how you can forgive la tafriba alaykum al yawm there's no reproach 
But there is a question that needs to be asked here. And that is, in addition to divine strength, none can deny that Yusuf was a human and a mortal. And surely he was on the receiving end of decades of brutality that was unleashed by his siblings. What was the psychology of a Nabi to rise so high and stand so tall that he had the clout and the muscle to forgive his brothers at one go and close the chapter and move on? How, how do you psychologically reconcile? How do you do this? In Ruh al-Ma'ani it is written, and when I read this, I said, La ilaha illallah yazi. The reference of Shakir Mani. Man nadara ila al-khalqi bi'ayn al-haqqi lam ya'ba' bi-mukhalafatihim. وَمَنْ نَظَرَ إِلَيْهِمْ بِنَفْسِهِ أَخْنَا أَيَّامَهُ فِي مُخَاصَمَتِهِ The one who looks at the afflictions of humans with the outward apparent eye, he will kill his whole life fighting, arguing, and counter-arguing. Why you did it? But I'll show you who you, you don't know me. His whole life will go there. وَمَنْ نَظَرَ إِلَى الْخَلْقِ بِعَيْنِ الْحَقِّ and the one who looks at the humans with the deeper eye, they are the perpetrators. But what has happened to me was the will of Allah. They are no more than instruments for the execution of what Allah had intended for me. So they will stand in their own ranks to deal with their cases in the court of Allah. But my Allah could have prevented it. And my Allah didn't prevent it. That means my Allah wanted this to happen. My Allah wanted my job to end. My Allah wanted my marriage to end. We're not saying rely on the breakup of your marriage. Let me qualify that statement. But now that it has ended, now that it has ended, a believer, he doesn't look at it with that superficial eye. He rises above and he moves on. So how many people are gripped in that? Toxic things of the past, and they reliving the same things. It's been back and forth, rewinded, unending, relentless. So, Masri, the point I'm saying is the deen is the answer to bring happiness to our life. Take satisfaction that whatever test Allah has put you on, my opening comments, it could be worse. It could be worse. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, seen the narration is in Babu Shukr in Hayat al-Sahaba, a person was there. He was visually impaired. He had hard hearing and uh, he couldn't walk. So they said, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu said, Do you people see any bounty of Allah upon this person? They said, no. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu said, but don't you see he can pass urine without the bitter? Muhammad ibn Simak rahimahullah. Those days the pious they used to take advice. So Khalifa Harun Rashid, who was the ruler, he, he asked Muhammad bin Simak rahimahullah for some advice. He said, give me some advice. He said, imagine you are on a safari with your entourage and you're traveling and then you just lose contact with each other. And then you have all your provisions are depleted and exhausted. And now the thirst becomes unbearable. It's scorching. It's sweltering. It's blistering hot. And you have absolutely nothing to drink. 
and somebody comes and offers you chilled water at that time, what would you give him? He said, I'll give him half my kingdom. Years ago, I was in California, in LA. I was actually in San Francisco, then I flew to LA uh, for a, in Ramadan. And there was a brother from Africa who had flown down. And we were having iftar together. Subsequently, he passed away, may Allah grant him Jannah. He had come down from Africa because he had some rare condition. And he needed to take four injections. Each injection was like 2,000 pounds. And they said, this is your only hope. And he said, thank you, I'll make it on the first flight. Suddenly now, you just realize, you know what, when that health is going, then how wealthy I am just to have these faculties. How wealthy I am just to have these faculties. Sometimes you just need to take a drive around and see what's happening, but you take your lenses of reflection. And I often say that at times, in the context of Quran, Allah told the disbelievers of Makkah that you pass by sometimes you cross by the ruins of the moon where nations live can't you pause and see what's happening here that people were here and they lived here and see what happened to them وَلَقَدْ أَتَوْ عَلَى الْقَرْيَةِ الَّتِي أُمْطِرَتْ مَتَرَ السَّوْءِ أَفَلَمْ يَكُونُوا يَرَوْنَهَا you pass by where Qumilut was you don't think then Allah said, okay, okay, okay. If you can't look and you can't think, at least do this much. When the reflection stares you in your eye, don't ignore it. Sometimes you need to go to a hospital. You need to go to a graveyard. And sometimes the reflection stares you in your eye. وَإِنَّكُمْ لَتَمُرُّونَ عَلَيْهِمْ مُصْبِحِينَ وَبِاللَّيْلِ أَفَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ it's on your path as you cross in daily. Don't you pause? So he said, okay, you were given that water, you drank it. You drank the water. And then uh, after you drank it, just as it is the na'mat of Allah to drink it, Wallah, we were in Jordan last year. Part of the project of Al-Intad was water tankers. Allah is my witness. As we were taken in the deserts of Jordan on the borders of Syria, so facilitating tanks so that there's pure, filtered, clean water. So in the drums that the water was there, you wouldn't want to wash your car with that water. People are drinking that water. So a brother phoned me and he says, I want to donate. What do you think is the most important project? I said, when you look at the shelter, you'll swear shelter is the greatest need. When you look at water, you'll say water is the biggest need. When you see orphans, orphans, that same trip, we sat down with orphans at a little place, gave them food. They're looking at you strange, not sure, five-year-old child holding the three-year-old sister. We gave some food, can, didn't know how to open a Pepsi can. So I opened the can, gave it to the child. And I'm holding him, he's looking at me, he's asking me, who are you? So I said, I'm your father. So 
So he just looked like this. And I hugged him. After a little while, we needed to leave. He came and he asked me, he said, but you told me you're my father. You told me you're my father. Three weeks ago, when we were distributing sweets, Allah is my witness. The children throng around me. So I'm giving the children sweets. So the one child came and said, Am, am, idfa'lahu, innahu yatim. Uncle, uncle, wait, don't give me first. Give me my friend. He don't have a father. I got a father. Give him. When you look at that, you think the orphan case is the crisis. But definitely, my brother, the life I'm leading and the life you live in is not in order. That's for sure. There's no two opinions about that. How I need to change my act and what I need to do, I have to do something. For what's the crisis in the world and how I'm planning and my life is just carrying on. Imam Abu Hanifa, whatever he spent on his family, he gave the equivalent amount in charity. How about that you're going for a holiday, you put the same amount for somebody else. The same amount. Not the crumbs of that amount. Not the residue. The same amount. Something has to change. You ask someone, uh, how's your life? Oh, Allah has been very kind to us. And that's a great reply. And may Allah bless you. Now, you know what does Allah say? He tells me and he tells you, I've been very kind to you. Now I expect you to be very kind to my creation. وَأَحْسِنْ كَمَا أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكَ وَأَحْسِنْ كَمَا أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكَ How's your life? Allah has been very kind to me. Allah says, now I'm telling you, I've been very kind to you. I expect you to reciprocate that kindness by being very kind. Now when we were in the Syrian camps, the brother there, he said an amazing thing to me. He said, people ask me, what do these orphans need? I say to them, they need everything your children need. You know your child needs a toy? You know your child needs clothing? You know your child wants to eat? You know your child needs this? They need everything. They are humans. They are mortals. They are kids. They showed me a merry-go-round and a little place there. He said, in summer, we bring the children here. He said, by Allah, the mothers are more happy and excited than the children. Simple, basic rights. So, for me, it has really jolted my life a lot. Every time on the ground, unfortunately, our reflections are very short-lived. That's the problem. Our reflections are very short-lived. We talk of attention deficit disorder. Our spiritual spans are so short. Our spiritual spans are so short. We have to go there and constantly get that awakening to say, Ya Allah, where am I heading? What am I doing? What's my goal? I need to reassess here. Am I still hoping, dreaming, planning, fantasizing, and, and, and what and what? Let me mention one incident and wrap up. In the Fatulada, there's an incident mentioned there that there was a person by the name of Tash Takin. <coughs> And there was another person also during that time, he used to give talks. So one day he got up and he said, uh, people today, I practically have the best news. So they said, what? He said, Mata Malakul Maut. Mentioned in Napatul Arab, 
شيخ الادب علماء الزازلي رحمه الله زميل منجمي مات ملك الموت the angel of death has just died <laughs> so you guys are living when the dwellers of jannah will enter into jannah may allah make us among them <laughs> so when you go in you know you won't die but just that renewed sense of joy afama nahnu bimayyitin afama nahnu bimayyitin illa mawtatana alula wa ma nahnu bimu'adhdhabin Ramadan is coming to the end, you're counting days, you say there's three days left. And then Eid day you say, ah, it's Eid. So yesterday you didn't know tomorrow is Eid. <laughs> you knew it, but it's just you're living that ecstasy on a different, that euphoric moment. So the Jannatis will know it, but when they're in it, and they'll be enjoying it, Are we not going to be dying? Just that time we died in this world and that's it. And we're never going to be punished at all. There's this one friend of mine who used to always laugh at me and ask me strange things about Akhirat and say, you believe in Akhirat, I don't know what you're saying. And he'll be talking like this, Allah will say, Hal antum You want to see him? So he'll say, yeah, Allah, I want to see him. So Allah will open it up for him from Jannah to look into hell. Allah, you save me from this friendship. Allah, you save me. Sure. I was on the verge of destruction. It was only you who held my hand and took me away. After I said I gave a talk and I was saying to the brothers there, I said, you have a choice in choosing your friend. But once you chose your friend, you, can't, you don't have a choice in choosing his habits. You don't have a choice in choosing his habits. Suddenly, you may be cycling in shock. Or golf from my house. Then who golf? But it's the friendship. Wherever you connect, that's what has an impact on you. That's what has an impact. So he stood up and he gave a talk. Malakul Maud died. So people said, Malakul Maud died. No, material man. What do you mean Malakul Maud died? He said, look at this man, how old he is. And now he's busy negotiating a particular land and a particular property. His action is a reflection that he won't die. There was a time where one person's one action was a reflection. There was no death. Today, everyone's every action is a reflection of no death. That's why when a person is fraudulent in his transactions, then what does Allah say? Looks like he forgot he has an interview with me. That's what the Quran says. Looks like, I used to tell the students in the madrasa, when you're teaching them first year, second year, third year, fourth year, then they're making khidmah, third year, and everything. When they're going in final year, they forget you. 
I said, bhai, tomorrow you go propose, they're going to ask me for reference. So, I have to ask you to ask me to ask you to ask me to ask me to ask you to ask me 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 to ask then I get youngsters, they phone. They said, so and so is going to phone you. But you know me. I listen to your talks. You listen to my talks. I'm going to say you're a good hobby. That's no eyes, my brother. That's a separate tale altogether. Every husband is a farmer by default because his survival depends on agriculture <laughs> which increases GDP plus domestic peace. Mata Malakul Maud Malakul Maud died. Why? Because at this point where is he investing? It's time to invest in Akhira, my brother. Build your homes. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, I met Ibrahim Alayhi Salaam in Mi'raj. And then he said that, uh, tell your ummah, give them salam, and tell them, وَأَنَّ الْجَنَّةَ فِيعَان. وَأَنَّ الْجَنَّةَ فِيعَان. And Jannah is a barren lad. Each man's Jannah is what he develops. إِنَّ فِي الْجَنَّةِ لَهُرَفَ يُرَى ظُهُورُهَا مِن بُطُونِهَا وَبُطُونُهَا مِن ظُهُورِهَا Oh, Jannah, there are palaces like this. It's decorated like this. It's adorned like this. The aesthetics are like this. The architecture is like this. Don't tell us too much. What's the price? What's the price? You know, لِمَنْ أَطَابَ الْكَلَامُ وَأَتْعَمَ الطَّعَامُ وَأَدَامَ الصِّيَامُ وَصَلَّى بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّاسُ الْيَامُ Allah is asking four prices for it. Termitism. لِمَنْ أَطَابَ الْكَلَامُ Don't you speak properly. Learn to speak properly. Somebody is working for you. He might be quiet. He might be desperate. But he's watching your tongue. Umar ibn Abdulaziz said, in our time, piety was never defined by optional prayer and optional fast. Piety was always defined by how he speaks. If he spoke properly, we say he was pious. Ibn Daqiq al-Eid said, ma takallamtu kalimatan illa a'dattu lahu jawaba. I never uttered one statement in my life, but that I prepared a reply to it. If Allah asked me why I said this. So I said, if Allah is going to ask me, no, I don't have, no, I won't say it. لمن أطاب الكلام وأطعم الطعام فيج الحمد لله إذا زرت مينشن 40 countries with the grace of Allah 40 countries people will be having iftar in my Ramadan in your Ramadan Allah is my witness I say this every year in my Ramadan talks when I get to iftar and at iftar when I cry to Allah in my dua I say, Allah, if you don't punish me, that alone is your kindness. If you reward me, I don't even know how to describe it. Hmm. Allah, if you don't punish me for this fast, that's it. How can I impress Allah with my hunger when he never eats? And then I'm giving this lame and maimed and injured and bruised fast. 
we lame past that I'm giving. So Allah, if you don't punish me, that alone is your kindness. Feed people by providing food for someone who's having iftar, it will offset the deficiencies in your fast and my fast. That's it. We, we know our fast is going to be deficient. That's the reality about it. Right? But Allah, of His kindness and His grace, hopefully He will accept. And this is an opportunity for us to join and be part of feeding people who are hungry. We, we, I mentioned this the other day. We were visiting a site, a bakery, uh, between Turkey and, 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 and Syria. And so when we got there and I seen the whole plant, but I see it's not in move, motion. It's not in movement. So I asked the brother, what's it? He said, no, because the Muslims hold back the zakat till Ramadan. So for the months in Shaban, we have to tell the refugees there's no bread. The aim is not to only give in Ramadan. The aim is to give more in Ramadan. The aim is not to give in Ramadan. Give more in Ramadan. Liman atabal kalam. Enhance your speech. Watch how you talk in the choice of words. Liman atabal kalam. Wa at'am al-ta'am. Wa adam al-siyam. Allah give us tawfiq. Adam al-siyam. Fast the whole year. People say, oh, you know what? Ramadan is gone. Only to raru away, right? There's nothing to cry. Mu'ad radiallahu anhu is about to leave this world. Everybody around him is crying. So he said, Ma yubkikum? Why you people cry? Nabki ala al-ilm al-ladhi yanqati'u anna inda mawtik. You're going, with you, your knowledge is going. And Sayyidina Zayd radiallahu anhu passed away, the Sahaba was sitting there, they looked at his cover, they said, لَقَدْ دُفِنَ الْيَوْمَ عِلْمٌ كَثِيرٌ Oh, today in that cover, lot of knowledge. Today in that cover, lot of knowledge. Can you imagine with the Sahaba going, how much there is? Fasla, ufalatun kafalatun shari'u. Ufalatun luka'a, ibn luka'a. Ufalatun kafalatun shari'u. There's nothing left, my brother. It's all gone. Read about the fires they had in this, uh, you know, and the small child going to kindergarten. And kindergarten. They get Nana Biawana, Dada Biawana. Did Nalonu graduation check? Ah, Nalonu graduation check. They come by Inuku graduation. They get Nai. And what did he learn? He scribbled. Oh, okay. Wallah, me and you are scribbling. Those who could write are gone. Those who could write are gone. They were Sahaba, they were clean, they were pure, they were wholesome, they were sincere, they were genuine, they were selfless, they had nothing else. Their hearts were clean, their minds were clean, their thoughts were clean, their homes were open for everyone. We're just scribbling here, we're just scribbling. That's it, we're just running and hoping on Allah's mercy, but inshallah, we don't know. I mentioned this in my talks. I'm taking up too much time to give me. Let me tell you, I'm more tired than you. Wallahi. 50 people in a common business cabin. 
right? And then you nudge the person next to you, you say, hey, what you paid for it? Hey, Shukar, I'm patriotic to the airline, economy was overbooked, they just bumped me up. You know my mind was expiring, I put in a redemption ticket, I got jumped in, I just had to throw in the taxes. You, my brother works for the industry, I just was, you know what, waitlisted and to pay 25% through. You, hey, don't even talk, it cost me an arm and a leg. Last minute I booked and they didn't have this class, I had to book the upper class and flex class and I didn't have this year. 50 people in the same cabin enjoying the same perks. Everyone has a different story to the price they paid to be there. Wallah, every person in Jannah will enter to Allah's mercy, but every Jannati will have a different story which attracted Allah's mercy. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you came in here? Nothing, why? Every morning I phone my mother and I say, Mata Mani, who do what you did? I was walking, I seen one poor man on the street. Hassan Radiallahu was walking, and then he seen this person feeding a dog. And he's walking, and he's seen this here. Sometimes you see it happening, but it's where you want to look. That's the thing. I always say, Everyday life by its routine will expose you to someone who has more than you and who has less than you. The choice is yours where you fix your gaze. But everyday life, at your traffic light, there will be someone driving a better car and there will be someone in challenge circumstances. This is life. This is what Allah will do for you every day. Now it's your choice where you want to look here or you want to look there. But life will expose you to both everything. Every person in that business class got a different story. Every man in Jannah got a different story. And Allah is so kind. The immoral, unchaste woman gave water. Allah forgave her. So Allah is waiting for an excuse. Allah is waiting for an excuse. Are we ready to tap into it? Hassan Rabi Allah, seen this man, he's feeding a dog. And there was one slice left. So then he cut the slice exactly in half. And he gave half to the dog and he ate half. So Hassan radiallahu Sayyid, the blood of Habib sallallahu alayhi wasallam, I don't need to tell you. Hassan radiallahu became emotional. He said, Ma hamalaka ala an al kalba. Ma hamalaka ala an al kalba. I mean, it's kutrocheva. No, to be maleting no. He cut it exactly in half. He said, Istahat aynaya min aynayhi an ugabina. I couldn't look the hungry dog in its eye and eat up more and give it less. Wallah, there are millions of Muslims. Allah is my witness, millions and billions that have nothing to eat. How am I eating my food? Am I conscious? Am I throwing? Am I disposing? Am I cognizant of what's happening? This was too much for Hassan radiallahu anhu. He said, La barihta hatta a'ud. La barihta hatta a'ud. Don't move till I come. Ghulamu man. Whose servant are you? Abban bin Aswad. He goes to Abban. He said, Oh, your servant blew me away. Blew me away. And that's another point I mentioned. When we see good in people, celebrate their good. 
A child said the right thing, celebrate it. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu was walking and he seen a, a shepherd selling some flock. He said, Bi'ani shatan. Sell me one sheep. He said, Laysat li innaha li sayyidi. It's not mine, it's my master's. So Umar radiallahu said, Kun lahu Tell your master the wolf ate it. So the slave said, فَإِذَا قُلْتُ لِسَيِّدِ أَكَلَهَا الذِّئْبُ فَمَاذَا أَقُولُ لِرَبِّ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ I'll tell my master the wolf ate it. But what will I tell my Allah on Qiyamah? Umar radiallahu went to the master and he purchased him. And then he came back and he said, أَعْتَقَتْنِي هَذِهِ الْأَعْتَقَتْكَ هَذِهِ الْكَلِمَةُ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَأَرْجُوا أَن تُعْتِقَكَ فِي الْأَخْرَةِ your honesty saved your neck and bought you freedom in this world. I hope it will even give you freedom in Akhirah. <laughs> when you see someone honest, celebrate it. We don't celebrate people. We don't celebrate it. I say this to teachers all the time. A child has been honest, celebrate it. Acknowledge him. Compliment him. Years ago, I was teaching in a madrasa and I was in charge of the entire institute. So I used to just do some inspection on the kids. So I went into the maktab. I'm seeing this boy. I tested him. But he knew his work. And I tested his sister. He didn't know it. Then I tested his other sibling. They didn't know it. So I asked him. I said, uh, there's a young boy, eight years old. I said, how come you know your lessons and your sister doesn't know? Because Allah has made me more intelligent than my sisters. <laughs> Allah is my witness. I put the madrasa on hold. I took everyone there. I took out money and I put it in his pocket. In today's time, for a child to attribute his intelligence to Allah, celebrate it. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. Because everybody is saying, I know, I'm good, I'm smart, I'm wise. These were his, because Allah has created me more intelligent. That's it. My day was done. My day was done. Strike when the moment is there. Sahaba were coming. Marru bijadjin asak. Bijadjin asak. Asak, maktu'ul udunayn or sagirul udunayn. Both the sharihin right. They passed by a lamb. The ears were severed. They weren't looking at the lamb. It was dead. It was, uh, was carrion was an animal, but as they passed by, and they passing by, Nabi Sassam just observed how they all are looking and this is creating a stench. Nabi Sassam stepped in. Will you take this from me if I sell it to you for one dirham? No, we won't take it for three. Okay, well, this world has less value in Allah's eyes than this has in your eyes. <laughs> Strike. The moment is right. Sit down. Leave your meeting. Your child asked an important question. It's the right time. Abba, Abba, I want to ask you one question. I need to find out something. Today we learned in Madhya. He's asking you. He's inquisitive. He wants to know now. Drop everything and give it to him. Allah bless you all. اللهم اجعل اجتماعنا هذا اجتماعا محسوما وتفرقنا من بعده تفرقا محسوما ولا تجعل فينا ولا منا ولا معنا سقيا ولا محروما 
اللهم بارك لنا في شعبان وبلدنا رمضان اللهم بارك لنا في شعبان وبلدنا رمضان اللهم توفنا مسلمين وانحتنا بالصالحين غير خزايا ولا نجار ولا مقتولين اللهم توفنا وانت راض عنا اللهم ارفع مقتك وغضبك عنا ولا تؤاخذنا بما فعلنا ولا تؤاخذنا بما فعل السفهاء منا ولا تسلط علينا بذنوبنا من لا يخافك فينا ولا يخشاك ولا يرحمنا اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك من عبدك ونبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من كل شر ما استعاذك منه عبدك ونبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين